So there are three really big mistakes that I see people make when they want to use podcast guesting as a marketing strategy. Number one is they're not going on the right shows. And what I mean by the right shows is not the biggest ass shows you can get on, right? Like if I have one more person ask me, actually, I think I've scared them away because I've talked about it so much. If I have one more person ask me, what's the biggest show that you can get me on? Or can you get me on the Joe Rogan show? Like I I probably will scream. Yeah. Probably already have, right? Because you and I have talked about this off off the recording. That is a vanity metric. Welcome to the Inner Feminine Beast Podcast, where I'm teaching you how to be the highest version of yourself that has the power, strength, courage, and clarity to claim the life you desire and have it emerge through here in the physical. This podcast will empower you to use the laws of the universe and align with your intuition, create big wins in business by teaching winning sales strategies and wealth practices, my secrets to healthier relationships, better health, and living like the fierce woman you are. I'm your host, Cynthia Stant, a dedicated student to metaphysics, a self-made millionaire, and a CEO. Let's get it going and unleash your inner feminine beast. Hello, hello, my IFB. I have an exciting inner feminine beast interview for you today. Uh, We're going to be talking about one of my most favorite, favorite topics when it comes to having an online business. In fact, a fun little fact is I started this my very first day of starting my company, which happened the day after I was fired from my corporate position. (laughs) I'm really happy that I did it because it has added so much credibility um, and it really has helped me to find myself and my voice as a leader in the industry, but also it's how you're listening to me right now, the podcast. Today's topic is all about podcasting, being an expert, how to be uh, seen on other shows, how to be seen as an expert, how to really make sure that you're avoiding mistakes, getting an ROI on your podcast, um, all those fabulous things. And of course, you know, I have an absolute, absolute expert when it comes to this topic. So I'm going to make sure I introduce her right now before she hops on. So today's guest expert is Christine Ammerman. She's passionate about helping impact-driven entrepreneurs attract their ideal clients by being top 1% podcast guests. She and her clients have generated over $1 million as podcast guests, and she's been recognized as the best in the world at podcast guesting by seven-figure founders like John Lean Dumas of Entrepreneurs on Fire. JLD, gotta love that. A media expert for two decades, she's helped broadcast the Olympic Games, produced an award-winning documentary for PBS, and has been featured in Inc., Business Insider, Bustle, The Huffington Post, and on over 100 podcasts, in addition to hosting her top-rated show, Podcast Guesting for Profit. Welcome to the show, Christine. Thank you so much, Cynthia. I am really excited and honored. Yeah, I am too. And I just want to give a little shout out to our mutual friend, Elena Schwartz, who introduced us. Um, She was a previous podcast guest here on the Inner Fund and Beast show. And I always say, you know, power is in proximity. My whole business has been built through connection. And I just want to, you know, really thank her and give her a shout out for introducing us today. Um, Really happy to have you and excited about this conversation. Me too. 
you and I had a little connection call before we actually have this show here. And I learned a lot about your background. And right away, I was like, okay, how did you get to this? Like, this is so impressive. Top 1%. Like, how are you teaching people this? Let's share with everybody a little bit about your background and how you got involved in podcasting. Hmm. So I am a woman of a certain age now. <laughs> I am in my 40s. Um, and so I've had the opportunity to have a long career. And essentially, the theme of my entire career from undergrad to graduate school to, to working full time has, has always been storytelling. Um, I studied media. I became a professor of it at 23. Um, as you heard in my bio, I broadcast the Olympics three times for the IOC wow. and did this documentary for PBS. And so when I got into media, it was traditional, what we now call traditional media, right? It's television. It was broadcast. It was film commercials and the, the internet was just a baby. I literally had one class on the internet in all six years of higher ed. So, so I really grew uh, along with the internet and um, became an internet marketer early, ran an agency and uh, always knew that my passion and my gift was as, as one of my mentors says, like to empower those who empower others. And for a while, that meant being behind the scenes running this online marketing agency of these big luxury international brands. And then my own personal journey um, kind of came to, I guess, a, a turning point uh, in 2015, which was the genesis of starting this business. And that was, um, I went through this really, really uh, tragic loss of um, my, my very first daughter, my first daughter passed away. And when that happened, I realized that I had a choice of what I was going to do with this situation that I never imagined finding myself in. And I knew I could go down the path of like locking myself away and numbing out for the rest of my life, or I could step into the next level of calling that I knew I had, but that I had been like comfortable enough that I was like, I'm good. I'm a little scared. Well, now I wasn't scared anymore because I had to redefine myself because nobody knew how to interact with me anymore. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and so I chose to take that moment to hire my very first coach and dig deep on essentially my zones of genius and transfer them, extrapolate them from an existing business into a new business entirely built around them. And so what came out of that um, was this business, which I built and attracted my ideal clients and by being a podcast guest. So I didn't know it at the time that I would wind up teaching the thing that I had, that I was doing as a joy, flow, fun, easeful activity. Um, but enough people eventually asked me to teach them how I was doing it. Cause apparently it was different, um, that it kind of combined all of my skill sets, right? media, coaching, teaching, counseling, storytelling, marketing, and then being able to take somebody's story and go, here's how you present it on this new platform that really people do not understand how to do effectively. Specifically guesting, as far as I know, we're the very first people to market with coaching people on how to be a great podcast guest, which is not said like, yay us. It's like, wow, I was doing something and everybody knew what it was before. And now I'm doing something that people are like, you do what for who? And it just, it comes with a new set of opportunities and challenges. 
um, because it is such a new stage, most people have no idea how to do it correctly. And so that's what we get to help, you know, conscious entrepreneurs to do now. I love that. You said so many things that, um, you know, stood out to me and resonate with me. Uh, so I'm 34 right now. And I just remember still when I was in college, I went to school for marketing with a minor in advertising and I had a fucking flip phone. Okay. Like I'm sitting, I remember sitting on the, the shuttle that would take me to my classes and I had a pink one and I flipped it open a little Motorola. And I said to my girlfriend, I said, Oh my gosh, there's this little button on my phone and it's a globe. I think if I hit that, I might get the internet. <laughs> like I'm never saying that. And I'm in my twenties, which isn't that long ago. So it's crazy how life has changed. And now my entire, you know, business is on social media and it's, you know, people are listening to podcasting through the internet. It's, it's really amazing, but it's uh, interesting how the times have changed and it's never, ever, ever been easier to connect with people. Um, and ultimately that's where money comes from is through connecting to people and earning trust and having relationships and all of that. So it's never been easier to make sales. It's pretty cool. Um, thank you for sharing your story, by the way. I didn't know that. And I'm, I'm sorry for your loss. And wow, I couldn't imagine, but talk about IFB, <laughs> you know, I mean, I can't compare a bankruptcy, what I went through to losing a child, but you know, it did suck. That's for sure. And I remember those hardest times, of course, I always say it's never just rainbows and butterflies. Those kind of moments are really what help you to dig deep and find that version of you that has the courage, the power, the strength, and the clarity to get shit done and to see it through. And wow, that's an IFB story, right? Um, <laughs> you know, you're talking about how you started the podcast. And I remember I always wanted one, but my husband, he was really supportive. He bought me this really cool mic for Christmas. And I remember it sat in a box for over a year. And when I got fired, I started my, my business um, and I remember the very first thing I did was open that box. My boss who fired me, it's years ago now who it's all old, but you know, I remember I, I really looked up to her and she had a top, uh, podcast in the world and we kind of helped build it. And I remember asking her, what is one of the biggest regrets you have in business? And obviously it's nothing too personal. I wouldn't share, but she said, I regret not starting my podcast from day one because of the way they've been able to reach people and to monetize and lead generation. And so that's exactly what I did. That's why I did it. It was like, okay, I took that advice and I started on day one. And uh, I just remember when I first plugged in the microphone, I stared at it for over 25 minutes. I was just like, what do I do with my hands? Like, I don't even know what to say. Do I have to do something with my hands? I'm so used to being on video and that was my comfort zone. But yeah, I just remember, I remind everybody what we're talking about today. It can sound, you know, so impressive having top 1%, 2% podcasts, but it's really just consistency and repetition. And, you know, I love teaching ways on how to batch that and make sure you're consistent, but we're going to really pick your brain today about the do's and the don'ts of how to get started. And really it's so easy. We're on zoom right now. You hit a button. Like people make it seem like, wow, you have this huge show. I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm actually, you know, I'll, if you can see me on camera. I'm just seeing my socks right now. <laughs> She's barefoot too. Oh, here we go. It's never been easier. I'm telling you. So let's talk about podcasting. Um, why podcasting and what specifically about being a guest is the most powerful client attraction strategy available today? It's, it's such a great question and conversation to have because there is so much noise. Mm -hmm. There are so many shiny objects. And what I love about podcasting and being a guest in specific is that it is the only platform. And I've literally tried them all. I've consulted on them all. I've run 
lots and lots of ads, you name it, <laughs> right? I've touched it for myself or for a client or both. It's the only platform I've ever seen that has the ability to warm a entirely and entirely new to you human up from cold to sold in one conversation, in one touch, right? Mm -hmm. We hear seven touch, 10 touches, 13, 15, 13, whatever the number is. I feel like I hear a different one all the time, right? There is a population of people because of who listens, because of how they listen, because of why they listen, because of who the host is, and because if you show up correctly, you have the ability to reach people who are already ready for you, whether or not they know it, within 20 or 30 minutes for free. For free. And right? In addition to like 19 other ways that we found that you can monetize this one single, one single freaking um, uh, interview. And so it's incredibly leveraged. And most people, you know, you were mentioning mistakes. Most people try to add it on to everything else that they're already doing. And then they like anything else that we do. Uh, if we just throw it on, like we don't do it well. We don't study how to do it well. We make a lot of incorrect assumptions and then we blame the medium and we're like, well, podcasting didn't work for me. It didn't work for me to grow my business. I guess I got to go back to like living online, which is what a lot of people are burning out around. A lot of us women, right? With all of the, the plates that we spin, the roles, the hats that we wear, all of the things. And, and to me, podcasting is not only is not only that powerful in terms of client attraction, but I share your belief that business is a spiritual practice. I share your belief that sales is a spiritual practice. And everybody go listen to that episode on business as a spiritual practice if you haven't yet, because I loved it. Um, and, and it really provides this incredible level of service to listeners, whether or not they buy from you. It, I have seen it to be the most healing, connected platform as well out of all of the options that we have. Uh, and so that is why, you know, I have put my sort of the full, the full force of, of my business and my team and everything behind helping people specifically with it. Yeah, no, I, I completely agree with you. Um, I believe, you know, my first few clients, if I go back, it's funny, you just took me through a time warp. But um, I created, you know, a six-figure company in four months, my first four months, and multiple six in my first six months. And I think, you know, by six months, I had like 16 clients. But out of that, a quarter of them, so four, <laughs> but a quarter of them were people who had me on their podcast. Mm -hmm. And there's something just really interesting about that because you're connecting. They're asking you questions about your expertise. You're just shining. You're just flowing. And they're, you sign off and they're like, wow, like, holy crap, who are you? How do I work with you? Like, give me like what you got and here's my money, right? Like that's how it was. And I just remember being like, wow, why are we spending so much time doing these launches and this and that, you know? And it's really amazing. But when I think about the show now, there's months that we've had like $60,000 in cash from sales. Um, and these are high ticket sales, obviously, but I mean, it came through guests and, and, you know, connecting with them. It's not necessarily through all the listeners. So I think what you're sharing is really important about the guest aspects, but, you know, I always call it the spice girl effect. 
Um, it's kind of the, that gives my age, right? The 34 year old. But um, when I was younger, you know, it was all about the Backstreet Boys, NSYNC and the Spice Girls. Um, many of us who are in the spiritual world may remember reading one of our first metaphysical books, like The Secret or watching the movie. And I always joke around about that, particularly because that book, you know, Lisa Nichols was around before that book. Bob Proctor was around before that book. Jack Canfield was around before that book. Michael Bernard Beckwith. Okay, we can keep going. Wayne Dyer. Everybody was around before that book. But it's interesting. We all didn't really know about them until they got together. And it's interesting. If you like Lisa Nichols, which I do, you can also love Michael Bernard Beckwith, who's my favorite. And it's like they understood how to cross promote and really understand organically generation through getting together and the power proximity. So that's why I love having guests on my show is because you're going to put this out there and they're going to hear me for the first time, but I want my guests to come and follow you as well. And that's abundance mindset. That's not competition. That's collaboration. And that's the power of podcasting. Um, if you're going to have a podcast, my number one tip is have guests, not only for your listeners value, but also because that's connection is everything. Um, so I'm glad that you agree with that. Um, I have a million more questions, but this is a topic I'm, I'm really excited to pour into as well. One thing that you said that I love is if you're going to do it, fucking please just do it right. <laughs> like the podcasting, this is not a hobby. Like I understand it can be, but if you're doing it for your business, wherever the focus goes is where the momentum goes. And I don't believe in balance. Like balance is like trying to juggle like a hundred things, like do all of it. No, like I put all of it into the podcast. That's why our guests are so amazing. Like you, Christine, like it's, it's why we have, you know, so many amazing ratings and got it to the percentage that it is because I'm not doing YouTube. I'm not doing all these TikToks with floating boxes. I'm not doing like a million emails and blogs and things like that. I'm really focused here. And I think that focus is what really has built it. Um, if you're not consistent, it's not going to do well. I hate listening to a podcast where they're like, sorry, guys, I've been gone for six months. Like, no, right? So, so many good things that you said here. And obviously the guesting is where it's at. So how does someone be a value-driven podcast guest? Well, I love everything that you just said. And I think it really speaks to your congruence and like in, with what you teach, right? Because most most people, they might say something like that, but they, they can't actually back it up if you go and look at what they're doing, but you are you gotta like, walk the walk. <laughs> right. Here are all the things I'm not doing. Mm -hmm. Here's the one thing that I'm focused on and here are the results, right? Mm -hmm. So if this is an aligned strategy for you or something that you are feeling like it is, then the, the most important thing to recognize is exactly what you just said, Cynthia, as a host, which is like, you care deeply about this show. You started it your very first day in your company. You have been incredibly consistent with it to the exclusion of most other things. You have put a lot of intention and energy into creating the momentum that it has. And the way that most guests show up is with zero respect for that fact. They show up transactionally, right? And you being a sales queen, you know how well it works when you show up super outcome attached and super transactional with a human that you're asking to pay a lot of what might be a lot of money to them, right? A high ticket service. It doesn't. And if it does, it's a very short term, mm -hmm. right? Podcasting is the opposite of that. It is a long game. It is relationship focused. 
And if you go in with only the intention of getting in front of that audience, which is how most people do it, oh, I get in front of OPA, other people's audiences. I could do that fast and I could do it powerfully. That comes across energetically. Absolutely. And it doesn't, it doesn't work. Mm -hmm. It doesn't convert. That host is not buying from you. That audience is probably turned off by you. Not only not going to buy from you, but turned off by you. Bad taste in their mouth. And it hurts your brand. So the most important thing that you can that you can go in with because it informs every single strategy before, during, and after the interview is respect the stage. Respect the stage from what that stage is. It is not your stage, it's the host stage. Respect the stage that it is not an opportunity for you to deliver your keynote and try to shove that into what's called a podcast interview. That doesn't land, right? And then respect that there are dozens of ways that this can benefit you and your business and be open to which way is going to show up now and in the future. Use this as a first date in a long-term relationship with that host rather than a one-night stand where you're like, you should be so lucky to have me. <laughs> On to the next one. I love it. Um, yeah, you know, I, that's been a really big thing for me is I've never missed an episode. I've never mm -hmm. missed one. You can go back. And I just think that's so important because for me, you know, inner feminine beast, it's, it's about discipline. It's about seeing it through consistency and repetition. Like I said, is the key to success. And it's a way to lead by example. If you're going to be someone who's a coach, who's a leader, who is really wanting to make an impact in the online industry, you have to realize like, this is a way for people to notice how you show up. And if you're dabbling, trying, figuring it out, well, good luck with building your brand. This is your reputation. So that is one of the pieces of advice as well is like, you have to be consistent. You know, I, I, I know you said that, but I can't say that enough. That's like the biggest part. And, you know, people think it's so hard, like, oh my gosh, like, how do you vacation? How do you do things? I just was away for 10 days in Croatia. Like I'm good. Like the thing is, um, it's about understanding your audience and how they want to listen. And it's all about, for me, I like to batch. We always record months in advance. Um, and that way we never, ever miss one. So that's like a, a tip there. Um, you know, like you said, the podcast for me, I realize is a way to just one, be as authentic as possible. When I record my solo episodes, I see myself on camera and I pretend that my reflection is you, my listener. Like I see you and I speak directly to you. And I allow myself to cry and be honest and, you know, really speak to your soul because I know you're listening and think about where your listeners are listening. Like right now, if you're listening, I guarantee you're probably in your car. Um, I'm probably in your earbuds right now while you're working out at the gym. Get it, girl. I see you. That's right. I'm watching you. <laughs> Perhaps you are folding laundry and you're just having some zone time or you're in the bubble bath, like whatever it is, you're probably somewhere alone and you're intimate. And it's like, we're, you're really with me. And I feel you and I speak to you like you are there. And that's like what it's about because that's what makes it so personal. And it feels like a real relationship because it is. It's, and that's how you earn trust. And again, I always say, where does money come from? Money comes from people. And the only way to get money from people is to earn their trust. And so again, the podcast, I can't say it enough, has been one of the best tools. And I completely agree with everything you're telling. Now, what are some of the things though? You gave some great pointers. I love that. First date, okay. Right? That's what it is. It's not a one night stand, so long haul kind of thing. And you're doing an example, like an amazing example. And I've noticed, I can tell you're an expert 
but my listeners probably hear it too. The way that you are really highlighting me right now. I've noticed that you listen to my episodes. I appreciate that. You know that I'm the sales queen, like you've done your research and I can tell that and you're respecting the stage. And this is like a perfect example. So I'm watching and I'm learning, but I also know I'm highlighting right now for my listeners. Do you see what she's doing? I'm, you know, exactly. So learn from that. Now, those are the tips to do. What are some of the big common mistakes that you see uh, people make and what should they avoid, especially to see an ROI from their appearances? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, thank you for, <clears throat> for, for highlighting that because I, what it speaks to is really a study of the stage. So if anybody has ever done or dreamed of doing a TEDx talk or a keynote or speaking from stage. This is something that I love. I have been on stages. It was a theater nerd as a kid, right? Since I was like three or four. I just, I love to perform. And I just did a speech last weekend in Florida. I prepared for that completely differently than I prepared for this conversation mm -hmm. because they're two different stages, but most people assume, oh, I know how to public speak. I know how to do a live. I know how to do an Instagram live, whatever, TikToks, I'm good. Or worst of all, I'm really great at conversations. I'm good with people sitting, sitting down, having a coffee chat. I got this. Yeah. No, you don't. Like if you take that attitude into being a guest, it's not going to work. Yeah. Or if it works, it will be on accident and you won't know how to replicate it. Mm -hmm. So, so there are three really big mistakes that I see people make when they want to use podcast guesting as a marketing strategy. Number one is they're not going on the right shows. And what I mean by the right shows is not the biggest ass shows you can get on, right? Like if I have one more person ask me, actually, I think I've scared them away because I've talked about it so much. If I have one more person ask me, what's the biggest show that you can get me on? Or can you get me on the Joe Rogan show? Like I, I probably will scream. Yeah. Probably already have, right? Because you and I have talked about this off, off the recording. Yeah. That is a vanity metric. You know, the, the best example I can give of this is I spoke with a woman who has been on Oprah, a regular on the Today Show and Good Morning America. And she said to me, those appearances barely sold my books, let alone got me high ticket clients. I said, well, what gets you high ticket clients? She's a big business podcast guesting. So we have this and I had it. We have this like belief that getting on Good Morning America would change everything for our business. I would argue, at least for my audience, that's a vanity metric. I don't watch Good Morning America. I couldn't tell you, right? Not my target audience, right? Vanity metric as seen on. Does it move the needle directly? Probably not. Yeah. So the wrong shows, right? Where your people aren't listening. Just You just had this idea that it would be a good idea. There are over 3 million podcasts. I guarantee you, your people are listening to some of them and it's your job to figure out which ones. Yeah. Number two is you don't show up correctly. So you could land a great interview. And frankly, this is where most people stop with their prep and with their, with their work. Like 99% of people are like, I booked a podcast and you're okay, good. Just lean back and like, just trust my conversational skills to the rest of it. Well, that's also not how it works. Podcasting has become very sophisticated. And uh, it, again, is its own stage, right? So understanding how to create a conversation that also is not salesy because guess what? 
there's a nuance to it, just like there is to selling from the stage. And you watch the best people sell from stage and guess what? They're not salesy. Yeah. Right. The ones who have you leaning in, like my friend, Eli Wild, like to watch him speak and close from stage is like, I mean, it is a, an energetic spiritual experience because you're just watching someone who's so tapped in and so honed in their craft. Um, and it's taken decades to get to that point. Right. And to, to make it look like it's casual and easy. Right. And then, um, the third, the third mistake is you don't have the right call to action. Yeah. So you got to give people some direction, just like if, I mean, if you were on a sales call with somebody and they're really interested, would you highlight like every program package that you have for them and be like, I don't know, pick one. Which, which way would you like to connect with me and give me dollars? Right? A confused mind says no. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Um, so many good things here. Uh, you know, it's interesting. The very first in-person event I ever hosted um, was, my listeners may recall, in St. Augustine in October uh, of last year. And it was a party. It was a blast. You know, I officially had my non-compete end from my previous employer. So I just felt like a free woman. We officially trademarked Interphone and Beast. So we re-launched uh, the brands and everything. And I just was like, we're whooping it up. We're throwing the biggest shindig in the freaking world, IFB style. So we had women from all over the world, the UK, Canada, LA, like everywhere come and meet us here in Florida. Um, we had multiple seven, eight figure women um, in the, the audience. We had you know, my colleagues, my previous mentors, some of my VIP clients come. And then we really opened it to our listeners as well to come and be part of it. And there was yacht rides and trolley tours, and there was poolside soirees, and it was just a big party. And I showed up and I kind of deserved and taught a little bit and just shared my story and like kind of invited everybody else to have a conversation. It wasn't a presentation. It was an open conversation with the audience and, you know, the, the, the guests that we had and no point did I sell. I perhaps had an invitation where I was like, if you want to learn more, this is the best way. But we did over $135,000 in sales from that event. And I didn't even sell. Like there was no pitch. I don't believe in pitching. Okay. First of all, nobody wants to be pitched to. I like to invite people. But I remember at that event, I was like, holy crap, like we didn't even sell. Like what would happen next time when we do, you know? But like, but that taught me something right then and there. Like it's not about the pitch. It's, it's not about having, you know, what it is. It's who you are. That is what sells. It's not what you do. It's who you are. And I, I was blown away by that. And also just the experience of being present together. And that's on the podcast. It's not the same as being in person, but it's the next best thing. If you ask me, it really is. Um, let's talk about this because this is my personal experience and I would love to know what you think about it. Okay. I really get peeved when people reach out to my show. And again, this is just me and my one employee. We put this together, you know, in the beginning it was just me. <laughs> we, I, we created our own intros, our own outros. We, we've done all of the, the editing ourselves. We built this thing from complete scratch to be a top 2% uh, podcast show uh, over 200 episodes now. There's a lot over 200 episodes. How many hours is that? Right. How many time energy, like you know, we, I wouldn't say blood, sweat, and tears, but a lot of time and energy. It almost feels like it. 
but it's been our passion and it's been, you know, so important. It like really bug bugs me. Like when someone reaches out and it's like, Hey, can I be on your show? And it's like, who are you? And you can tell it's a copy and paste. Like, I'm not going to even read this. Like, it's just like, I put so much time, money, energy, and you just want to walk on my platform without even knowing me. There's people who interview for my show and, um, I like to interview cause I want to make sure I can best highlight them and provide, you know, the best value for the listeners. And I'm like, so what do you know about me? And they're like, oh, I have no idea. I'm like, this is like you said, it's my show. They have no idea who I am. They don't. Yeah. And I'm like, this isn't going to work. <laughs> like, I, you know, so I love to, you know, when people do reach out to be on the show, I love when they say, I particularly love this episode, just as you said, like I listened to your show. This is what really stood out to me. This is how I want to provide value to your listeners, but this is what I do personally. And I think it's been so like helpful and I don't go, I never pitch myself to be on anybody's show. I invite people to be on my show. And if it's a great fit, I just say, would you mind having me on yours? I think it's important to give before you receive. Mm -hmm. And I, you know, that cross promotion, again, going back to the Spice Girls fact has been everything. It's not about taking, it's about being able to serve. And so I always, you know, talk to my, my guests and I like to have a swap versus can I be on your show? Mm -hmm. That's how I've always done it. And I think it just feels right. So I was curious, um, what do you think about the people that are pitching? What goes into a good podcast pitch? How's that? And the do's and don'ts of that, because you know how I feel like, do you resonate with that? Like, that's how I am as a podcast host. I'm like, this is like, you're taking it. There's no giving here. That's how it feels. A hundred percent. I mean, I talk to hosts every single week who are like, do you have any guests? Because I am so tired of people who are full of themselves, of people who are transactional, of people who are salesy. It's just Mm -hmm. like, oh, why? Right. Because exactly what you said, right. Exactly what you said. And, and it's, it's, it really does bring out the inner feminine beast in me. I get so (laughs) fiery about this because I'm like, I want to disrupt the way that this entire transaction quote unquote Mm -hmm. is done. Um, so if you have your own podcast, swaps are amazing reciprocity in that specific way is amazing because then you know there's alignment right you have an entry point of of them having been on your show in this case and by the way being a guest is the best way to grow your own podcast the number one best way to grow your own podcast now and I I didn't make that up because it happens to be what I do, right? People who have multi-million dollar businesses from podcasting taught me that because they're still willing to go on anybody's show who asks them because they know it, right? Even with hundreds of millions of downloads. Now, if you don't have a podcast, I would not recommend starting one just in order to be able to have people on yours. It's way too much freaking work. So the way that you demonstrate your willingness to have reciprocity and be value-driven and all of that is in the pitch is in the pitch and you can call it something else if you don't like the word pitch. This is like what PR people call it, right? Right. So essentially most people make the pitch entirely about themselves, right? I literally had somebody walk up to me after I had delivered a speaking engagement on how to be a great guest at a podcasting conference. So this person had just sat through my entire talk on how to be an amazing guest. And she walked up to me and said, so do you have guests on your show? And I was like, did you not listen to me at all? Yeah. <laughs> That's how I feel yeah. sometimes. <laughs> did that just happen? 
I was like, this, this is a very meta that moment. I'm me watching, too. watching myself, right? So don't do that. Show them that you understand what a BFD it is to, for them to invite you on, to share their stage, to share their listeners that they have started from scratch to build, whatever that number is, that they have the know, like, and trust with, and that you as the host are endorsing me by bringing me on. And then after recording you or a team member, right? You are investing energy and or money into having this thing edited, which takes way longer than recording it, hosting it, creating the collateral material to promote it. You are creating for me an evergreen algorithm proof asset for free, right? And it is not a, hey, can I be on your podcast? Like, no, it's a, here are the things I'm going to do for you in exchange for you saying yes to this invitation. That's the way to show that you understand what a big deal it is and that you are in it to provide an exchange. Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting. Um, I almost, I can't think I've ever said no to somebody who asked me to be on their show. I mean, if it really wasn't the right fit, obviously, but um, I'm never in it. Like you said, for the amount of listeners and followers that they have, I remember like, it's because it's not about for me speaking to thousands of people. Yes, that happens, but it's really being intentional with who you're speaking to all the time. Like my listener, I know her, like, I know what's going in her mind. I know what she's thinking, what she's feeling, what she's doing today, what's going on. And I just really think about each time and everywhere I go, I'm just intentionally still speaking to her because it's, it's not about for me, especially when I teach my clients, it's, we're not selling something that's $50 to thousands of people. Most of us are selling something that's at least a thousand dollars to 50 people. So just know your person, know your dream client and really just be intentional every time there. So it's not like, you know, if you don't have that many listeners, I'm not going to write you off. I joke around because even to this day, you know, it's funny. I spent maybe at least $30,000, uh, into a marketing team because I thought that was the thing to do at a certain point. You know, we, I think a lot of my listeners, we talk about that. Like you get to a certain status or a certain, uh, level in your business and you're like, okay, now I'm that big girl chair. Like, this is what you're supposed to do. Mm-hmm. And it's funny because I still only have like, I think a thousand followers on Instagram, right? <laughs> People are always like, wait, how do you have such a successful business when you don't have any followers? It's not about the followers. It's about my IFBs It's my ladies and they get me and we're connected and they're the ones showing up. So I think, um, you know, that's a, a big part there. You know, what's funny though. I I'll just say this personally. And I'm curious if you experience this too. Some of my closest friends in the world, women who really get me, who are just, they inspire me. They motivate me. They shake me with love. They have a good time and they're doing similar things. Are my closest friends have been my podcast guest. Um, Makosina Jesser, she is, you know, the, the, most amazing shaman. She really, uh, it was cool. I'm not sure if you're familiar with the manifestation bay, but she was her manifestation mm-hmm. coach. And she was one of my first mm-hmm. podcast guests. Um, once I like really started doing the show bigger and we connected on the show. And I said to her, you know, how old are you? You mind me asking? She's like 34. I'm like, me too. And she's like, yeah, I have a son. I'm like, how old is he? She's like 10. I was like, I have a 10 year old. I'm like, where do you live? She's like, Florida. I was like, what? I live in Florida. And I was like, do you want to come to my party? And like the IFB event? She's like, yeah. And now we like message all the time. Um, one of the most popular shows we had was with Leanne, uh, Mosley. I got so much feedback from that show. Cause she and I were just spitting fire. 
and she and I are, we're meeting in, in person next weekend, going to Disney world together. <laughs> like we're going to do a girl's trip. Like I met them through the podcast and like, that's what I mean. It's, it's so many benefits to it. So connecting to your dream client, building relationships, organic gently generation from that cross promoting. Um, I found a lot of my mentors, my mentors. Oh my gosh. I can't wait to share the world, but a podcast guest is coming up. And within 10 seconds, I knew she was my person. I invested more than I've ever invested before with this woman and I'm working with her right now. So we decided when we're done working together, that she's a new podcast guest, but like it's everything. It's like, it's my people, you know, the listeners, the friends, the colleagues, like the mentors have come from the podcast. So it's really just so amazing about the connections. Um, okay, let's talk about this because you said this over and over and over, and I want to really highlight how this works, especially in podcasting. Let's mm. talk about the importance of storytelling. Mm. Yes. Okay. So I want you to think about why you listen to podcasts, right? So, I mean, and this, I'm, I'm curious for you, right? As a podcaster, what? What are your intentions or your desires when you are not hosting, but you're listening to somebody else? Um, I mean, it's definitely to learn for sure. I'm always like open to learning more. It's usually tips, tricks, instant breakthroughs, things I can do now. Um, mm -hmm. I like to also be inspired and I like to really be kept in the know like what's going on in the industry mm -hmm. and or learning about like the events to go to and things like that. So um, that's usually why I'm listening. Beautiful. So you're learning, right? And right. Exactly. Like, uh, a, a platform, a way of consuming that you like, right? I think, I think that is the thing to remember is that you are, um, you are listening. You are there to be infotained is like mm -hmm. the cheesy way of saying it, right? And you are, you're wanting connection. It's such a great way to connect because it is so intimate, right? We are probably in your earbuds right now, like you said earlier, if you're listening to this. So what doesn't work is going on on this really intimate medium where people are really showing up for connection and just sharing a bunch of high level facts, sharing shit that's Googleable. Yeah. Right. Cause hi, that's what Google's for. Right. But we think, oh, we need to go broad or we maybe share frameworks, blah, 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 blah. That shit's not memorable. It's not because we're all inundated with it day in and day out. Right. And the other thing that's really unique about consuming a podcast versus being on social media is the lack of clutter and noise in the environment. Mm -hmm. So every three posts, you get a sponsored ad, yeah. right? Here or there. That's not the case on a podcast. It's long form content. You don't have to constantly be thinking making decisions. Do I want to stop the scroll? Do I want to stop the scroll? Right. Um, and, and so what is memorable when somebody leaves that and goes back to their busy, digitally cluttered, noisy life is a story that resonated, yeah. right. Is a way of 
translating your knowledge, your expertise to the main way that humans have learned for all of history, yeah. right? We had oral history for much longer than we've had written. And why do all of these parables and epic stories exist? Because that's how we remembered fables, all of the things, you know, I've got young kids too. And I, I read some of the stories that maybe I grew up with, like with an adult's perspective, I'm like, these are terrible. Oh yeah. They're cool. Right. But you think about how they were used. They were used to teach kids to stay safe at a time and in an environment when those were the threats that they were dealing with. Right. So we translate that to sharing our work And we call them stories that silently sell because when you effectively use them, like, and the same is true when you think about like what you teach with sales, right? Social proof and testimonials and helping people see themselves in the, the examples that you give. That's what they're going to remember when they're lying in bed, going to sleep or when they first wake up in the morning. And that's how you rise, you know, to, to top of mind. Yeah. I think it's interesting because, um, when I first started, it was a lot of, you know, tips and tricks and things like that. But Mm. eventually I just, I don't know what it was. I was just like, fuck it. Like one day I just like had my microphone and I just decided to open up and tears started coming through. And I just like, I I started using my platform almost as like a, a journal, but one to like, just really know that people are listening and, it just came out of stories Mm. and I read every single review. Thank you to our listeners for every single review, every single email that comes in that says, Cynthia, like this episode, I read it verbatim, like every word, the, the DMS that come in that say this episode, I appreciate that. But I noticed the ones that people write in about, it's always, thank you for sharing your story. Thank you for sharing that story. Um, I particularly, I had one episode where I talked about my first high ticket sale and how the day before this woman told me, like, you'll have to find the episode. We'll, we'll put it down here. But it was like, she told me, um, you know, clearly you don't know what it's like working with affluent people. Like, who, how dare you offer me a ticket, this, you know, this investment at this level? Like, why are you qualified? Blah, 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 blah. And the way that I handled it was really stepping into my IFB. And, but of course, the very next day, somebody asked for a proposal and I had it ready to go because this woman asked for it and then gave me that advice. So I just want to kind of share this experience and what, how it happened. And I just remember so many people wrote in about that episode and it was because of the story. And that wasn't my intention. It was like, Ooh, I want people, but it was just, I realized that's the cause that created that effect. So yeah, so many good things here. And I'm taking all these amazing notes. I'm sure you're going to lead by example with a call to action. So let's, <laughs> let's, let's see how this looks. So she's going to demonstrate it live, but tell us, Christine, where can people learn more about you? Of course, we'll put your links below. What is the best way for people to follow you, learn about you, all the things, where would you like to send them? Mm, well, thank you so much. I, I want to align with possibility, like the possibility, because possibility reduces anxiety and depression. I learned that from a really smart somatic healer. (laughs) So getting yourself into options and possibility, right? Which is so much of being woo, being metaphysical is understanding state change. And so I created this, this document that's the 20 ways that we've identified and have seen. You can actually monetize one single podcast interview. And 
that's what I want to give you because I want you to see possibility and open yourself up to this becoming, if it resonates with you, something that can become the center of your marketing, just like it has for you, Cynthia. I mean, it's, I love how you busted all of these myths. Like you have a thousand Instagram followers, right? And you have this incredible business where from the outside, people are like, how is she doing that? Well, it's because you live it, right? It's because you live your main channel. So if you want to align with that and see how it can transform your business, you can grab the 20 ways to monetize an interview at lifewithpassion.com slash 20. And about that. And of course, we'll put that link below and I'll be checking that out myself. We love free gifts. Thank you for that. I appreciate it. Well, this was an amazing, amazing episode. Uh, so many helpful tips, so much value here. And it was fun to kind of share my perspective of not just, you know, uh, having the show, but kind of behind the scenes of it. It's, it's something that I really encourage so many people to do. Um, you know, that was the advice I was given to start the podcast. And it's one of, it's definitely the advice that I give my clients as well. Start the podcast, just do it. But if you're going to do it, don't dabble, don't try, make sure you have some kind of strategy behind it. So you never get behind, um, and definitely have guests and be a guest. Uh, these are the do's and the don'ts today. We definitely covered a lot. So thank you so much for your amazing conversation. I feel like we have a great relationship here. Like, like you said, this was a great first date. <laughs> I think there's a, I, do you want to do another one with me? Like, I think there, yeah, let's have yes. another date sometime. <laughs> okay, perfect. Perfect. All right, Christine, thank you so much. We really love having you. Thank you so much, Cynthia. And thank you for listening. Of course. And to our listeners, acknowledge it. Embrace it. See it through. Thank you for listening to the Inner Feminine Beast podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, make sure to subscribe and leave a review. I check my reviews every week and each one truly does mean so much. So thank you. And also, if you want to keep the conversation going, be sure to visit my website, innerfeminineBeast.com to join our communities and so you can also connect with women who are on the same journey. I can't wait to see you on the inside.